So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome again to Stop Drinking and Start Living, and I am so excited that today we have our very first interview from one of the first empowered women of many who you will meet along the way. And this woman is very near and dear to my heart. Not only is she a client that I've been working with, but she has become a very close friend to me and also one of my favorite sisters of the moon. So welcome, Kaylin. Thank you so much, as always, for being here, (laughs) for showing up for me. Yes. (laughs) Um, Of course. And I know I was actually just thinking as we were talking before, as you're like, we're reminiscing about these events that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Two two years, yeah, because I met you at the first Babes, and that was right after my accident. So that was two years this summer. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How are you doing? (laughs) Good. I'm excited to be here. I'm really honored to be a part of this. Yes, I am so excited too. And you just have such an incredible story and journey from, you know, not just your relationship with alcohol, but how I've watched you since I've known you transform. And I will cry thinking about it or even cry right now, but (laughs) just the really being inspired to live into your magic and to want more out of life and to not, you know, I just see you not giving up. And I think that that's awesome. And that's really what I want to convey to our listeners that 
there's, you know, you're in, right? We're already mm -hmm. here and there's no getting anywhere. And we just need to keep showing up to find the most satisfaction that we can. So without further ado, I would love you to just introduce yourself, tell us your name and how are you spending most of your days currently? <laughs> um, so my name's Kaylin Dolly. Um, I am one of two owners of Action Jackson Promotions, and that's how I spend most of my days. We do small um, business and entrepreneur promotional video, usually geared towards social media. We have a focus in real estate agents, but we can do all kinds of businesses. Um, so that's how I spend most of my time mm -hmm. is working on that, my own small business which just feels insane to even say <laughs> that I'm a business owner. Like that's bizarre to me. <laughs> it's awesome. I yeah. know it's like one day you're just there. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool to just know that, that the, the past results of our lives are not indications of what's possible for the future. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to see. I'm so proud of you guys. Um, you. And so what is the most magical thing about your life right now what is, what are you enjoying the most in kind of a that realm um in that realm it's really um empowering new business people so mm -hmm. most of the people we work with are new into business and it's really scary to be a new business person and there's so much you have to take on like it's so we focus on real estate. So you think you're getting into real estate, but you also have to learn marketing and social media marketing, which are not the same things. Right. <laughs> and then like how to run a business and then how to network and then how to like follow up on people. <laughs> like right. Whole gamut. And so it's fun to bring somebody along and like, hey, it's going to be okay. And don't worry about all the problems that could happen because there's all these good things. And I like mm -hmm. get to be this guiding light. And right. that's really where I want to be. That's amazing. And so just kind of starting one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does remind That's me a, a little bit about an alcohol journey as well. I think, yeah. that, and maybe you can relate to this, that at the very beginning, it's, you kind of just see this stark, barren life in front of you. Yeah. So, you know, and, but as, as we know, the, the unraveling process is it is just one day. I mean, the, you know, the mind becomes conditioned, not overnight. And it's the same process of kind of working backwards mm -hmm. or just developing brand new, you know, brand new patterns. And so since we're talking about your amazing business, this all did come about since you have changed your relationship with alcohol. And yeah. you want to talk a little bit about what do you think the implications of that have been in, into your success and in, in creating Action Jackson? Yeah, there's no way. I mean, there's no way I could have done any of this with the way that I was drinking when I was drinking. So when you met me two years ago, I was in the middle. I was just about to finish my first year of no drinking. Mm -hmm. And that was just such a transformative year for me. And it really like opened up all these possibilities of how life could be and how much more I can do when I'm intentional about my life. And so since taking that first break, it's just been easier to like look at other things in my life. Like what else can I do that'll make me better? And the whole reason that we got into this business was because we were trying to take away stressors in our life, which sounds a little silly that I would start a brand new business to take away stress because <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely still a lot of stress, but it's such an intentional stress. It's not right. I'm stressing for somebody else's money. It's I'm stressing because I care about this thing that I'm building so mm. much. And so I, I just wouldn't have had the strength to do it if I wasn't aware and like the hangovers and like the energy depletion and like all the stuff that comes with drinking. I could not do what I do now if I was mm. drinking. 
I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. And I think also, um, can you talk a little bit about just the, the empowerment effects of knowing that you've been successfully able to create kind of what maybe, and you can actually, I don't even know if this is true. Did alcohol <laughs> feel like, did getting it out of your life feel like an impossible goal at a point? It felt like, um, it felt difficult for sure. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say impossible because I, I didn't start drinking for such a long right. period in my life. So I was familiar with being an adult, not drinking. Right. But it felt hard because everyone around me was drinking and like the whole society is built on drinking. So like, what do you do if you're not drinking? And that was the part that almost felt impossible. Mm -hmm. I knew it was possible because I did it before, but I was in a new place in my life, like doing a new career and like trying all these new things. And like, I don't know what that looks like without alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like difficult to figure out because there's nobody else around me doing the same thing. Like right. everybody else around me was still drinking. So like, I can't go ask my sober friend because I didn't have one. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did you do <laughs> when you weren't drinking? What were the things that you, I mean, how have you been TV. showing up? <laughs> I did a lot of TV in the beginning because mm -hmm. like I just needed to keep my mind like off of not drinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of just, well, that's where my Etsy store came from. Really. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of, um, I needed something to po focus my energy on and something that would be fun, but that I could do at home because I don't want to spend a bunch of money. Cause like I'm new in this business and like I don't have totally. money. So what can I do that's fun and engaging and something that I can create and like do something with my hands. And so the Etsy store came from that o origami is like a good way to focus your energy and like kind of meditate, but make a thing. Totally. So I love meditating, but sometimes I want to do something too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of um, like trying new things, new groups of people, which is how I found Babes with the Power. Like I'm sober, I need something to do. And mm -hmm. here's an activity, totally. um, business related, but also women empowerment. And like, that's, that's my jam. So checked out a lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. So would you say that your practice of origami and creating the Etsy store, and we'll also make sure that we have the Etsy store in there because the stuff that Kaylin makes is amazing. Oh. Um, do you have some? Um, I do have, it's my business card holder box. <laughs> oh, so cute. I can't wait to see those. So this is adorable and shiny and sparkly as I would, <laughs> it would be, but, um, would you say that that became a new form of a ritual for you? Something that you could kind of put an intention into, I mean, you're literally putting intention yeah. into yeah. origami boxes yeah, and I affirmations, <laughs> but, um, yeah. How, like the, how did the quality, do you think of your activities that you're, that you were now choosing more on purpose? Mm -hmm. It sounds like, mm -hmm. how did that change to kind of inform the rest of, of what you're doing? I mean, it just, everything's on purpose now. It's not yeah. like whatever I can find or whatever so-and-so is doing or whatever is available. It's like, I want to find something that's fun and like is actually fun and not just like a time waster, mm -hmm. which I love TV. I'm all about a time waster, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like now I really care about how I'm spending my time. And I don't think I did when I was drinking, it was just like drink to drink and then you're drunk and then you go to bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so interesting. I mean, I love that distinction and I think that that's a really great one. Um, so what, um, what was really happening for you that made you start to question and change your relationship with alcohol? How was it showing up? 
Um, I knew I was drinking a lot. Like I was drinking definitely every day and multiple three or four or five or six or definitely three drinks. It was like three drink minimum almost every day. I might take a day off. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that that was an issue because like it can't not be an issue everyday drinking that like that's an issue mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a problem like I need an intervention but it's like definitely affecting my life and so the thing that really hit me was uh, like we went out for a boat day and I blacked out and when I came to I was in a kitchen crying about how Joey almost died. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was like, oh, that's a problem. And my real thought was like that I was drunk and so I couldn't have done anything. Like I was just Mm. useless in that situation. But if I had been sober, then somebody could have done something smart and maybe it wouldn't have even happened because there would have been a sober person there. And so that that was when I decided to take a year off. I was like, I need a break and I need it to be long and I need to just like get my mind together because I knew it was affecting my mind even though I don't think I was able to really like verbalize that at the time. Mm -hmm. I just knew like, this is a problem and I want to be aware in my life. I don't want to miss hours of my life. Like that was during the day. Why am I blacked out during the day? Right. No. (laughs) So it was scary and it was affecting other parts of your life as well of just being safe, supportive. Yeah. And And I have depression and anxiety anyway. And I don't think I had ever even thought about how those things were interacting until I decided to take a break. And then it was like, obviously alcohol is affecting that. Yeah. But when I was drinking, it has no, nope, I'm just drunk. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. Until the next day. And then. Yeah. And then the hangover and then the extra depression from the hangover and the guilt of drinking. And like, I should be more aware and I should have more energy and I should be able to think and clear and all of that, but I'm not because I drank. So I better drink to forget that I'm depressed about drinking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Isn't it amazing? And, (laughs) and then, so you completely interrupted that by Mm -hmm. taking the break. And then, so from after that break, what happened, um, what then happened with your relationship with alcohol? Um, so when the year was up, everyone that I know was very excited. There was a lot of people I met <laughs> in that year that like had never seen me drunk. And like, they were all really excited, but like now I can drink. And like, it felt a little bit like I was 21 again. <laughs> and, like people so were buying me drinks. Like I definitely went back to drinking. Uh But only four months later, I was like, oh no, I'm still, I still should not be drinking. Like I still get hangovers. I'm still drinking way too much and it's not enhancing my life in any way. Like I love being drunk actually, but that doesn't enhance my life in any way. And what I thought during those four months is like, if I like being drunk, like what is it that I like about being drunk? Can I be that sober? Mm. Do I need this alcohol to get to that feeling? And so four months after my first year, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to stop drinking. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Joey was taking his first year off of drinking. And so I was like, this is great. It's easier to do it with a person that's right next to you. And like, we're in this relationship. Like, let me be your sober buddy. Mm -hmm. And it like gave me a purpose to be sober again, beyond just myself at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I took his year off with him after my four months of experimenting with drinking again and just kind of haven't looked back. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's it's a so when when you took that first break was it always your intention kind of like once this year's up like 
going back. Yeah, I knew I wanted to give it a shot again because I just, I'm very curious about my, sure. my relationship with alcohol. And I waited so long to drink. I wondered if I just needed a break to be able to moderate. And what I found was quickly, like, I can moderate, but it doesn't really change my relationship with it. So, like, after my first year, now I was drinking when I came back to drinking, I was only drinking on the weekends. And so it was like, okay, mm-hmm. but only in my head, it was okay. Cause I'm not drinking during the week. And then, but I'm still drinking three or four drinks and I'm still like not able to drive and I'm still getting hangovers. And I'm still wildly affecting my depression and anxiety. And <clears throat> so it just quickly became obvious that like, I, I wanted to try it and I gave it a shot and alcohol failed me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I gave you a shot and that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> right. Yeah. All that kind of romantic, um, fun parts of like, so tell me a little bit about if I can ask you, like, yep. what about being drunk or drinking is, do you like? Like, I feel like it loosens me up and mm-hmm. like, I'm able to fully express myself a little bit more. But there's a fine line where like, cool, now I can express myself, but then I'm like a little bit sloppy and I'm not really <laughs> thinking, you know, and like, I'm not having these deep conversations that I actually want to have. I'm just right. like drunk talking with another drunk person. And like, those aren't quality conversations, which I learned hard in that first year being around a lot of drunk people. <laughs> and like, they think they're having this really good, important conversation, but to the sober person, it's not interesting. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then when I'm, now I'm drunk again, I'm like, oh no, I'm that annoying drunk person talking to these sober people. Like, I don't want to be that person. That's mm-hmm. not who I want to be. I can feel it like in my lips when I'm talking, like I can feel I'm a little bit drunk. Even just one drink is enough for me to like, oh, I'm impaired. <laughs> That's bizarre. Uh-huh. <laughs> really bizarre. (laughs) I know. No, it's like, you're so much more aware of it now. So have you found, I mean, you said you kind of put yourself out in new situations. So has Mm -hmm. that helped create a new process of being able to open up more and feel a little bit more comfortable and loose? Like, is it just practice, right? It's definitely practice. It's still like hard to put myself in new situations sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it gives me the ability to try on that drunk personality without being drunk. And it's not like the drunk personality, but you know, it's more of myself. So like if I'm in a new environment with a bunch of new people that don't know me, I can be the version of me that I feel like I am in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about what their perceptions of me from the past are or what they might know about me from other people. Like I'm just in front of new people. And so just be me and it's always well received. So then that gives me the power to try and be that more in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. It's definitely practice, um, but it gets way easier. And I definitely have more fun being open and sober than I have being open and drunk. (laughs) I love that. Well, and I was actually listening to a coaching call today and she was talking about, and this is kind of the same with alcohol, like basically the beliefs that we have around alcohol are just practiced thoughts. Yeah. It's just, you're like practicing that alcohol is fun. And so we didn't come out of the womb drinking. We didn't come out of the womb walking. (laughs) We didn't come out of the womb doing anything, but Mm -hmm. being ready to breathe. And so like, (laughs) everything is a practice. So it's this really interesting thing that when we turn into adults, unless you're working with, you know, mindset and emotional intelligence and mental health, and you're Mm -hmm. aware of it, it's like, we forget that things that we've never done are challenging, right? Yeah. It's like, 
when did when was it ever easy to do yeah. anything? It never was. You didn't learn to walk overnight. Like right. you took yeah. a lot of falls. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that's just such an important thing for people to remember when they're starting a process, especially if they were drinking from a very young age. Like yeah. you're relearning kind of how to do all of these things again for the first time. Yeah. Um so now that you have been away from it, how do you look at the, how are you looking at the future of doing those new things or of things? Cause I know we've talked about in the past of like going out to music and just things that you've done before while you were drinking. I mean, what are they, how do you approach them now? I'm excited to be the sober person, honestly, because like I get to remember their nights, like concerts are where most often I would start drinking and then like come home and finish drinking. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm there and all these people are drunk and like they have no idea what's going on. But I remember every moment of that show. I remember all the moments like around the show. That really excites me. I love people watching and like seeing the environment. And like most of these people can't handle that. Like they don't have enough vision to see it because they're drunk and just focused on what's in front of them. Right. So I really enjoy knowing that I'm here and I'm present and I'm seeing it and I'm going to remember it. And that's mm -hmm. the really important part for me. Cause I was, I was blacking out a lot and I wasn't really like paying attention to that or admitting it or like aware of what that really meant. Like I was losing days of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now like I have those moments, I'm going to remember it. And even if I'm having a bad time, I'm sober. I get to drive home. Like I don't have to mm -hmm. wait for something to wear off or wait for the lift or pay money for the lift. Oh my God. And going out is so much cheaper when you're not <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I so much money. <laughs> yeah. That's it's amazing. <laughs> um, no. And so it just sounds like it's, it sounds inspiring, really. Like you're, I mean, you know, inspired to kind of see what's possible in these Yeah. It situations. feels like I'm in a new world, like a brand new world. So like I tried the drinking world and that's like really familiar, but it's not a good familiar. Like it's familiar, but it's like going home for Christmas kind of, where like it's good and it's familiar. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's amazing. I mean, I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. so good. So can you speak a little bit? Cause I know for some people like the things, some of the, well, our lives get wrapped up around alcohol, right? I mean, yeah. going to concerts, going camping, going, I mean, even Literally, networking everything. is all like a drinking club, right? Network <laughs> or like it's a reward for like I'm gonna go for a yeah. Hike. We used to go, or I always, had a hard day, <laughs> right? <laughs> all of those things. So, what do you can you tell someone that's kind of like they really want to change their relationship to alcohol? But it's that thought of like, I feel like before I went and just got, went and did those things, I was mm -hmm. like okay, how am I going to even enjoy this now? But I know yeah. I like it. I love live music. How will I enjoy this? So I think it's like that, that gray area of like disbelief. Um, mm -hmm. Tell someone that was in that space. And I don't know if you had, ex like, have you experienced that where like, it was like your first time going out. I mean, like you said, you had had that year off, but like yeah. when you were doing stuff during that first year, what was that like? Or what would you tell someone that was in that place? I would say that it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it is. It just is. And like, be okay with it being uncomfortable and going home mm -hmm. and like, just try it a little bit. If it's super uncomfortable and you hate it, go home. And then the next time try to stay a little bit longer or try going to a different event. Mm -hmm. Like keep trying new things because you'll find something that just completely 
just enthralls you. Like you cannot leave. And that's mm. the thing that you get to spend your time doing now. And you're right. not going to find it if you're drunk because you're not able to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So it gets easier and sometimes it's still uncomfortable and you just have to know that sometimes that discomfort is like your intuition telling you you're not supposed to be there. Right. And it's not like a bad thing. It just means you got to go. You're supposed to take care of yourself in a different way or be with different people or mm-hmm. be somewhere else. <laughs> or just to trust your intuition too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you have to learn how to hear that because you've been tamping it down with alcohol and it lasts in your system so much longer than just the drink and the hangover. You know, it's really in your, especially if you're drinking on a regular basis, mm-hmm. that's in your system. And so now all of these feelings are going to come out and you don't know what they are. Like you're not familiar with them. They're confusing. It's really uncomfortable, but give yourself, I would say a lot of people do a month break and I don't think that's long enough at mm-hmm. all to really get comfortable with these feelings that are coming up. Like just mm-hmm. be intentional about sticking with it and see meet this new version of yourself because you're going to like it way better than that drunk person you think you like. (laughs) Yes. I think that's great advice. And I think, yeah, I feel like three, I mean, there's a lifetime. I feel like even in years, if you're in the right mindset, like you are where you're really excited and inspired, I don't think you're sitting in deprivation and like, why Mm -hmm. can't I like you're, Mm -hmm. I mean, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you, do you feel like this is an intentional choice? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I chose this on purpose, not like something bad and scary happened, but it's not like my life ended or somebody's life ended. Like I decided there needs to be, I need to look at this. Right. And now I get to continue making that choice. And I do have to continue making that choice Mm because I am still in those environments where people are drinking and offering me drinks. And like, I still have a hard time saying no to a free drink because it's Mm -hmm. free drink. It's like $8. (laughs) Right. But like, that's not going to enhance my life in any way. And right. it's not worth it. Even for just one drink, it's not worth it. Not yeah. No, that's amazing. And so, because I think that that's, I think that that can be the shift of a mindset is like, I get, you know, I have to, or I can't drink to, I'm choosing not to because mm-hmm. I'm, I want something different. So there was two questions that I wanted to ask that came up. So <laughs> one, um, it sounded like when you go out in those situations that are uncomfortable, that you kind of tune into the present moment. I mean, mm-hmm. do you think that that's a good tool to use for people? Um, Absolutely. Just, you know, we've talked about this too, but like observation and just, just mm-hmm. kind of being with what is without, you know, worrying too much about, oh, I mm-hmm. feel like this or even paying attention to people being drunk and being like, yeah. okay, look at you. <laughs> I think it, um, it's, it's interesting for sure. But so being in the present moment and like looking for whatever magic you can find in that present mm. moment, that's how I pull myself into it. Like what's magical around me? Cause there's always something like at a club, even with all these drunk, messy people, there's like a cute couple in the back that are having like a moment. And I get mm. to see that cause I'm looking for that magic, you know, mm. like I don't want to invade on their personal space, but they're out <laughs> in public. <laughs> sure. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, so definitely being in the present moment is a good way. And um, choosing, like you said, I'm choosing to not drink. And it's not, oh, God, I wish I could drink, or when do I get to drink, or I would, like, whatever, that deprivation mode. It's like, I'm choosing to be good to myself tomorrow. And mm-hmm. that's a hard decision to make right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Tomorrow, you, I'm always like, tomorrow, Kay, is going to be really glad that I did whatever I'm doing right now. Yes. And, and then, and then tomorrow K is like, thanks pass K. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> I love that. I actually just talked about that with someone today about, um, I don't know what that was. Um, 
how um, the process, and this is a tool I give clients and we probably talked about, is that like fast forwarding like mm. 24 hours. I mean, even past the first couple of drinks, like if you can really look at that first drink and then even the second drink and then like mm -hmm. because you've experienced it, you can embody it. It sounds like you have a similar process of yeah. doing I very that. much, I mean, and maybe it's just like where I am in my life right now, but I like to look back and forward. <laughs> and right. Like how, how does this moment affect these and impact these? And how does this impact? Because right now is my past to my future. Right. So like, what am I going to be proud of when I look back? Right That's now is my past to, to my future. I got to write that down. <laughs> that Ooh. is so good. Um, nugget. <laughs> <laughs> um, to my future. So let me see where we are at. Um, and okay, I, I think this is a really interesting thing. What is a belief that you really used to have around alcohol that you, or okay, what is a belief that you have now that you never would have thought was true when you were drinking? Like some, like a brand new realization, I guess, around alcohol or life or anything. Um, that I don't need it. I thought that I needed it in mm. certain situations like at the club or like in a, in a house party with a bunch of people I'm not familiar with. Like I thought I needed that to like break the barrier to connect with people. I thought mm -hmm. it was the only way for me to like put my wall down, like just use a poison substance to get rid of this wall <laughs> and then I can connect with people. And when I stopped drinking, I was like, well, maybe I can just connect without that alcohol. And it's way easier than I thought. It's way easier than I thought. And when it's not easy, it's like somebody I'm not supposed to connect with. Right. It's just, I'm so much more aware. And I didn't know this kind of awareness was really like, I didn't know it existed. Right. So your intuition is actually coming through and you're making mm -hmm. choices on purpose mm -hmm. and being aware and observing and all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think that that's, that's amazing. Um, and I know you had talked a little bit about still having some challenges around alcohol, mm -hmm. like what and so being offered say a free drink um what else yeah. comes up for you still um i still like still sometimes i want it and i think it's when when i'm stressed out is when i notice it the most that mm -hmm. it seems like an easy out is mm -hmm. what it feels like and like well i'm having a bad day i feel a lot of emotions i could just get drunk and then i'll probably be happy for a little bit or I mean, and it does come up a lot and it's because I'm around a lot of drinking. Like mm -hmm. my partner, he's back to drinking and not like all the time or anything. Like he just some occasionally wants to pick up a bottle and then I go to the liquor store with him and I'm like, oh man, I like that kind of vodka and it's good with this kind of juice or whatever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and in those times, it's really, I really enjoy when it comes up because it's a challenge for me to like... Mm -hmm choose this again. I'm mm -hmm. choosing me. I'm choosing not to drink because of all of these reasons. And then I can relate it to other areas of my life. Like when I don't want to stretch in the morning, I can be like, well, do you want the strength? Do you want to do that good thing for yourself? Do you want future K to be happy that you did this? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just like drinking. Just do this uncomfortable thing right now and it'll be easier the next time you do it. And it's always easier. So it does, it does come up and I do still want it. Like I said, I, I think I like enjoy, I enjoy being drunk, but only that perfect like amount of drunk. And mm -hmm. I don't like the after effects of drunk enough to want that drunk because I right. can find better feelings sober. 
Right. It's so it's literally a moment, a very brief moment in time. Yeah. And, and you, you taught me that actually, like just sit with that moment because it's not going to last forever. Just mm -hmm. sit with it and observe your thoughts and have no judgment. Like I'm a human with a human brain and it's going to revert back to these habits. No matter how far I go, like things are going to stimulate my brain. And eventually that thought's going to come up. I could have a drink but I don't want it. And what is that thought? And why am I having it? And where else is that showing up in my life? Yeah. So it's, it's a big social experiment is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And yeah, watch and just like the science of the brain too. And so do yeah. you, because I, you know, I think it's encouraging for people to know, cause I know for me and I've seen it happen for you and other clients as well, like that things that were, they're still, I call them association triggers. Mm -hmm. So things that are still, challenging now or that won't always be right so are there things that you did earlier on like you were talking about going out like things that were a little awkward but now you go and do something that was hard initially but you're now you're just like don't have that trigger at oh all. yeah I barely think about it and it's only like occasionally it has to be like the perfect storm of things right. in my life that I'm like oh I'm thinking about that but like I'm jazzed to go out and I can remember one specific time where like we went out and I'm sober and no one else is, but we want to go to another place and guess who can drive everybody because, mm -hmm. and now I know all my friends are safe and they're psyched that I'm sober now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yes, I will get in that car. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, amazing. Yeah. 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 It's way, it's, the longer you go, the easier it is really. Yeah. And just the, the benefits that you see outside of, like, you think it's just going to be this one thing that you're changing, but it affects every aspect of your life mm -hmm. in the most positive ways. And yeah. even things that are uncomfortable and hard, like, that's happening for a good reason. Like, maybe mm -hmm. you have to end a relationship because you're no longer drinking all the time. That's for the best. That's mm -hmm. better for your life. That's so good. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you to, what do you think, did you see differences in this time of deciding to kind of, I remember you told me like, there's not a dead, there's not a, yeah. a date this time yeah. um, between this time. And then like when you had taken that year break, do you feel mm -hmm. like your brain was in a different place? I think it was easier when I had a timeline because then the rule was, I'm just not drinking until that date. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's mm -hmm. just until that date. And without a deadline, without any real parameters, it's just, I'm not drinking. I don't want that. But I don't, you've kind of been talking about this a lot lately. Like, I don't want to necessarily give it up forever. I don't know what my life holds. I don't know if, like, maybe I want to go on vacation or something and get, but I can't see a place right now in my life where I decide I want to drink again mm -hmm. because I just, the negative effects of it outweigh any positives. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's kind of that thing where, like, it's, I feel like for a lot of people, especially, you know, cause it's still early ish for you. I mean, for taking this next, cause it hasn't mm -hmm. been a full year yet. So it has it. So no, I'm not even keeping track anymore. I don't right. know how many days. Yeah. Right. Which is awesome. And I think that that's the thing, like you don't need to decide, you just need to know what you don't want and the results right. that you do want. Um, so I will just, add, I know you have to get going. So I yeah, will just I ask you one like last little question. And what is the big inspired action moving forward? The big inspired action yeah, moving what's the, forward. What, where are you taking, what are you going to, where are you going to take like all of this inspiration and like the strength that you've used because you've been doing so much mm -hmm. mind work? Um, like what is your next big impossible goal? It's kind of my podcast. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> Woo. -hoo. Yeah. All right. 
Well, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. And sorry that yeah. we took a little bit longer today with That's our, okay. we had technical difficulties. Um, yeah. So I will um, put all of your information in the show notes. And I just wanted to say congratulations okay. on just being amazing and all of your hard work. And we will talk very soon. Cool. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye, mm -hmm. Kaylin. Bye. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Kaylin. I hope you feel inspired about not only what's possible when you get alcohol out of your way, but really taking your life next level and how also you can really solve for some other problems that you may have had for lifetimes if you've experienced depression and anxiety to use these tools in a way where you can start to shape your interpretation of reality and that it doesn't have to be set in stone, that your story is your story uniquely and that we really need to move away from the collective story of how things should look and that emotions or feeling sad is a bad way to live, but that truthfully, when we move through emotions and we have growing pains, that sometimes that is the biggest sign that we are stepping into new territory and uncharted territory, but that we're really stepping up to live the life that we were meant to live and the life that we truly desire to live. And then we can soften in the present moment and take these sacred pauses of just joy. So if you would like to have support like Kaylin about how to get alcohol out of your way, please reach out. And I look forward to speaking with you. Have an amazing day. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are and a whole new world again. Stop by my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one -on -one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.